Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast, where you'll hear right from the source how people like you have been able to buy and build their businesses across different industries all over the country. Dan Claps is the co-founder of Career Transition Leads, Nurture Assist, and Find a Business Online. Christian Dadalak is a franchise consultant with Find a Business Online, and he heads up business development for Career Transition Leads and Nurture Assist. He also runs an independent franchise consulting business, The Franchise Guys. Together, they formed relationships with hundreds of successful business owners who are excited to share their stories with you. Now, here are your hosts, Dan and Christian. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast with your host, Christian Dadalak. That's me. And unfortunately, today, we don't have Dan with us as well. So it's going to be more of a solo episode and more of an in-between episode as well where we're gonna share some very, very good information about a very hot topic within franchising right now, which I'll get to in a second. But first, just wanted to start the episode by saying thank you so much to everybody so far that's been a supporter of the the new podcast. Really appreciate everyone that's leaving reviews, liking, sharing, subscribing, whatever it is, whatever platform you're watching or listening to this podcast song, we really, really appreciate it. So. If you would continue to do that, we would even more appreciate that. Let people know if you like the show, give us an honest review and and, and share the show. We don't put any ads on this podcast or anything like that. So if you do enjoy it, you get value out of it, we would appreciate it if you would share it and and let other people know kind of what we're doing, what we're talking about, because maybe they're going to find some value in it as well. And just as a reminder about the purpose of the podcast. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? And we're really here for a few different reasons. One is to help people that are looking into getting into the franchise space. We want to help them. And we also want to help people that are already in the franchise space. We want to equip them with the right knowledge, tools, resources, connections, so that they can grow their business, either as a franchisee or as a franchisor. So we want to help and uh, and support the franchise community in in these different ways. So with all of that said, again, this is more of an episode where it's just going to be me, Christian Dadalak, giving you a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of education about a topic within franchising that is just, I hate the word trendy, but I'm going to go with the word trendy because that really is what it is. And that is the subject of semi-absentee ownership. So we'll talk about a few things related to that today. I don't want this to be a super long episode, but I do want it to be jam-packed with value. So here we go. So semi-absentee ownership, and I guess we should just start by defining it, right, before jumping into anything else. Semi-absentee ownership is a type of business structure within the franchise world and even just within business ownership in general that allows you as the owner to be, quote unquote, semi-absent. And that could mean a ton of different things and the way that that's possible we'll get into. But really what semi-absentee ownership is, is the ability to own your business. You work on your business, not in it. You focus on growth. You focus on scaling the business, making it, uh, improving the business. But you're not inundated with the minutiae and the day-to-day aspect of running the business. You leave that to your team and to other people. And we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons of that. Obviously, with with everything, there are things that make it seem awesome. And then there's some some drawbacks as well. So we're going to discuss some of that here today. And um, 
I think a good place to start with that is, is to let people know that if you're a franchisee or you're someone that's looking into becoming a franchisee and you think that the concept of semi-absentee ownership seems appealing, and we'll get into some of the pros again of why semi-absentee ownership appeals to a lot of different people, but let's say you're thinking about it and you're, you're investigating some different franchise options out there. You're looking at some different brands and they say, yeah, we can, we can offer semi-absentee ownership. Here's sort of what it might look like. And just recognize that semi-absentee ownership will mean different things to different people and to different brands. And a, and a few of the different synonyms or ways that people might, might phrase it are, are words and phrases like, you know, passive ownership. Is, can this business be a passive investment or a passive business? Can it be absentee? Semi-absentee. You're going to hear all of these different terms. And for the most part, they are somewhat synonymous, but obviously they carry with it different implications as to how you could run the business, what it's ultimately going to look like, how much time you're going to have to invest. And so I think it's worth noting at the start of this, before we even discuss semi-absentee ownership in general, it's very important to recognize that there really isn't any such thing as a 100% quote unquote passive or absentee business. And especially not when you're first starting out because a business is like a baby. You need to feed it. You need to nurture it. You need to give it love and attention. And if you don't, then it's not going to turn out so pretty. So you need to, you need to provide that to your business early on. So there really isn't something that, is, is quote-unquote absentee. You're not going to find that. There are ways, and, and again, this is outside the scope of this episode here today, but there are ways where maybe you partner with, you know, you have a business partner or something like that. Maybe you're more of a silent partner. You're putting up the capital and that person, you know, has some, uh, you know, some equity themselves and they're running the business. There are ways to do that where it can be less hands-on, but if you're thinking of, I'm just going to invest in a business, I'm just going to pick a franchise, invest in it, and then money's just going to show up in my bank account, in the mailbox, repeat all day long, all week long, every month, every year. I think that you have another thing coming. And I think that's a little naive because anybody that has any knowledge of business knows that you're either growing or you're dying. You're either getting bigger or you're shrinking. There really is no way to stagnate in business. Competition, outside forces, market disruption, these things are constantly happening. So you as a business owner need to be on your toes, constantly innovating, constantly getting better. Businesses don't continue to put out new products, services, innovation just because they're they're greedy, which maybe a lot of people these days might think. But it's because if they don't do these things, they don't innovate, they don't get better, their competition will, and then they're going to go by the way of the dodo or the dinosaur, and they're going to be extinct. So... With all of that in mind, just recognize that absentee ownership, passive ownership is very, very difficult to, to start out as. Maybe down the line, yes, you can. There are franchisees that are out there that have a big you know, uh, conglomerate. They have a ton of uh, locations for their franchise or a ton of territories. Uh, sometimes they are a multi brand franchisee where they have uh, multiple stores or territories with different brands many times in different states. 
And yeah, if you have the infrastructure built where, you know, you have general managers at each of these locations and then you have a regional manager that's managing each region or whatever, and you have that team, that infrastructure built, then yeah, it is possible to be more removed, more absentee, but still you're not hundred percent absentee. You need to meet with your managers. You need to talk to them, see what's going on, visit your stores, see what needs to be improved. You still need to be on it. So I just wanted to dispel that myth right out from the get-go. You need to understand that while semi-absentee ownership is possible and there are brands that allow you to do that, you need to go into this understanding that I'm not, I can't just buy a business like a stock where I just hand over some money, set it, forget it, and then I don't have to do any work for it. That's just not the way business works. And so if that is the preconceived notion that you're coming to this podcast with, I would say it's going to be in your best interest to set that aside. So with that being said, let's discuss a little bit about why semi-absentee ownership is a growing trend within franchising. I think a big reason for that is just the lay of the land, where we are with the economy, obviously, you know, the coronavirus pandemic for the past two years at this point, a lot of the restrictions that have come with that, uh, there's different considerations going on in people's minds. Prior to the pandemic, the corporate world, in many cases, for, for some people, or, or especially executives and people that have uh, been in VP positions or director positions, they, they had everything, you know, for the most part, they had their, their benefits, they have a nice salary coming in, and, and they're happy for the most part, right? Um, and obviously, the pandemic shook a lot of that up. So now, what a lot of people are thinking about is, hey, this pandemic happened, it came out of nowhere. You know, some people got laid off, some people, just everything got shaken up to the point that a lot of people are really thinking about is the corporate world, the corporate environment as safe, protected, risk-free, tons of security, like I have been led to believe? Look, a rising tide lifts all ships. When everything's going well, the economy's doing well, everything seems hunky-dory. But then when something really, you know, shit hits the fan, so to speak, that's when I think a lot of people start to look at some alternatives. And a lot of people now are realizing, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So a lot of people now are considering semi-absentee ownership and franchising because they want to diversify their income streams. They don't want 100% of their income coming from their job, from the corporate world. Because the corporate world, as we've seen over the pandemic in the past couple of years, if, if, if they need to, they have to, there's layoffs that will happen or there's, there's pausing and all kinds of different things that affect your income and your ability to provide for your family. So most people now are, th- are thinking and the light bulb has kind of gone off where they're saying, look, I need to look at some alternatives. And a lot of those people are turning to business ownership and franchising. But what's interesting about that is most people, if they still have their, their corporate job and they're, they're still happy with the benefits and this and that and the income that's coming in. So they don't want to necessarily just up and leave and start something new that seems risky. There's perceived risk there, whether or not, you know, there's, and there, of course there is, but most people, it seems like what we're talking to the people, the clients we're working with right now at the firm, a lot of them are looking at semi-absentee ownership because they want the ability and the flexibility 
to keep their job, to keep their current position. They want additional income streams coming in. So for that reason, a lot of people are looking at franchise ownership options. And because again, a lot of people, one of the biggest fear factors when considering business ownership is, man, I have to quit my job. I have to invest all this money. I don't, there's no guarantees. I don't know if there's going to be income coming in. Is it going to work? You just don't know. And, and all of those fears, those are, those are legitimate fears. And, and those are, are issues and, and concerns that every potential and, and new franchisee go through and eventually need to face. But that is one reason why a lot of people now that are considering semi-absentee ownership, because it's really the best of both worlds. Wow, I can have my franchise business that's producing income for me. And I also have my job and all my benefits still. So I like the idea of having the best of both worlds. But again, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's always going to be trade-offs. So it's important to know what a lot of those trade-offs are and, uh, and really what it takes to be a successful semi-absentee uh, franchise owner. So one thing I'll say is, you know, and one thing I want to talk about is, you know, who is semi-absentee ownership for and who's it not for? I think semi-absentee ownership is for somebody that, especially if they're going to keep their job currently, semi-absentee ownership is for somebody that has more flexibility in their career. It is extremely necessary for you to be able to pick up the phone of your, of your team, of your staff, of your general manager as you're going through the day. If something happens at the business, they need your attention, you need to be able to, to step up and, and be there and, and solve problems. That really is what we do as business owners is solve problems. So you need to have some flexibility and some ability to hop on a phone call here and there. It's not the end of the world. You know, you have some flexibility to do that throughout the day. I think that other people that should consider semi-absentee ownership, people that would do well with semi-absentee ownership are people that are comfortable with delegation or they have that skill or they're within their corporate career. They've delegated different projects. They know how to do that effectively and they're comfortable doing it because as a micromanager, you're not going to get a lot done. While there are problems that the owner does need to address, most of the problems, if you really want to be a truly semi-absentee owner, most of those problems need to be handled by your general manager and by your staff at the business. You need to be comfortable empowering them to make those decisions because if every problem every question, every little issue or this or that needs to be run through you as the business owner, as the franchise owner, then are you really semi-absentee? And I would argue that you're really not because you do need to be involved. If every decision comes down to you and what you want to do, then, then, it's, then it's not going to work out. And that leads me to my next point, which is if you want to be a semi-absentee owner, you need to have the right systems in place because if you have standard operating procedures, which the franchisor should be providing for you, and you know some franchises have better uh, you know standard operating procedures than others, you know which is something you know to to really ask about and validation when you're speaking to franchisees. But which get a if you're with a franchise, it's the right vehicle, the right system. Then you your staff don't need to come to you for every little thing that needs to be addressed or every little question they might have. That's in the SOPs. 
So you need to you need to go with the franchise or you should think about, especially if you want to be a semi-absentee owner, you, you should either be comfortable uh, creating those systems, anything above and beyond that the franchise doesn't provide for you, or working with a franchise that already has all of those things dialed in. That way they don't have to come to you for every little decision that needs to be addressed. Other types of people that I think would do well with semi-absentee ownership are people that are people lovers. They like people. They love people. They enjoy people. So ask yourself, if you're thinking about or or wondering if semi-absentee ownership is the right fit for you, well, ask, hey, do I like people? Do I like mentoring people? Does that get me fired up? Does that get me out of bed in the morning? Do I, uh, am I okay with them making decisions? So these are all things that need to be considered. And one other thing as well is you have to be the type of person that isn't going to step over dollars to get to dimes. Someone that isn't a penny wise, but a dollar foolish. And what I mean by that is you need to be the type of business owner that recognizes that, look, if I truly want to be semi-absentee, if I want to be able to focus on the growth of my business and scaling, where I want to be able to keep my job, if that's important, or if I want to be able to have a nice quality of life where I'm not owned by the business, I own it, but I'm not owned by it, then you need to Keep, you need to find, recruit, retain, keep a nice general manager who is competent, the right cultural fit for your team. So that person can run the day-to-day operations of the business while you can focus on higher level operations. And so if you're going to hire that person, well, how, well first of all, how do you attract them? How do you keep them? Well, that's compensation. And so you need to be willing to pay that person well, and ultimately be willing to sacrifice a little bit of your profit margin or a lot of it, you know, because if you're going to pay them well, but you need to be willing to sacrifice some margin in your profit to find and retain and keep somebody that will afford you that quality of life, that will afford you the ability to keep your job if that's what you want, or afford you the ability to focus on those higher level operations, growing the business, making relationships in the business community. You need to have a good general manager and that starts with compensation. And so what I mean by don't be a penny wise, but a dollar foolish, you need to pay them well. You need to give them an incentive to want to work there. What would you want if you were in their shoes? Think about that. What would it take to keep you to stay there for years and years on end? Because ultimately, and this is another thing to consider, what happens if, let's say you're on a business trip you know, for an extended period of time or your vacation in Tahiti or wherever, and for a month or a couple, even a couple of weeks, and your general manager quits, what do you do? How do you respond? How do you think you would respond? These are all very important things to consider. And at one point or another, I mean, it is very likely and possible that that could happen, even if you do retain uh, the and and pay your people well and, and build a good company culture and all of that, that is still a possibility. So that's something you need to keep in mind. How would I react? Am I, do I have fail safes in place and systems in place to address that? And, uh, and, and, and am I the right kind of person that can mentally and, and, and you know, take that, take that sort of thing. So 
consider all that in mind, but make sure that you get that general manager that's the right person in the right seat in that seat in the first place and keep them by not stepping over dimes to collect or stepping over dollars to collect dimes and not paying them well, compensating them well uh, from the beginning so that they'll ultimately stay. So that is all very critical to being a semi-absentee owner. So let's talk about who semi-absentee ownership maybe isn't for. So we just talked a little bit about if you were on a, an extended business trip or a, a long vacation or whatever, let's say you do a lot of traveling for work. You're out of, out of town for extended periods of time. In a case like that, I think that you need to ask yourself if semi-absentee ownership might be the right fit for you. Because again, if that general manager quits, how is your operation going to run? Do you have somebody else that can step into that role? How are you going to respond? Are you a nervous Nelly? Are you somebody that can be cool, calm, and composed under that pressure? And even still, even if you think you're that way, never really know till it actually happens. And so these are things to ask yourself up front uh, because the, the way that semi-absentee ownership works, which I apologize for not getting to this sooner, but semi-absentee ownership is a manage the manager situation. That is how semi-absentee ownership is possible. You manage the manager, the manager manages the operation, your team, your staff, the day-to-day -day operations, the minutia of the inner workings of the business from a day-to-day -day perspective. So if you don't have that person, semi-absentee ownership is impossible. That is where you need to be the manager and you need to step in. And so you need to make sure that you are comfortable with that. So if you're somebody that's doing a lot of traveling for your job or for whatever vacations, whatever it is, and you're, you're out of country or out of state for long periods of time, I would think about whether or not semi-absentee ownership is, is the right fit for you, at least for right now, um, or at least uh, have fail-safes in place or talk to this uh, with other franchisees or the franchisor and see how they, uh, you know, what kind of systems or processes they might have in place for when that happens, if and when that happens. But uh, you need to be able to, to do that. Uh, if you're a micromanager, Semi-absentee ownership will probably be hard for you for the same reasons we just talked about. Delegation is critical. If every decision has to come through you, then semi-absentee ownership isn't really, really possible. So keep that in mind. And it's the flip side of everything we just said. If you don't enjoy working with people, mentoring people, I mean, I, I would say maybe business ownership in general is not the right fit for you because that you have you, you have clients, you have customers. You have, you know, your team, especially as you scale, it's going to get bigger and bigger. So if you don't have that ability, semi-absentee ownership definitely isn't for you. But if you also, I would also question at that point whether or not business ownership in general is right, the right fit for you. So if you don't like people, you don't like mentoring them, that's critical because again, as we talked about with retaining that general manager, if you don't have that compensation in place, to keep that manager, that, well, that's, that's critical. That, that alone is important. But what else is important is culture. If you aren't the type of person that can build a great culture, you're not good at building teams, empowering people, recognizing them, their accomplishments, their achievements, maybe semi-absentee ownership isn't the right fit for you. And frankly, even business ownership in general, again, because so much of keeping people around and having a lower turnover, even if you're in a higher turnover type industry and business, is building that right company culture, making people feel good about themselves, uh, praising in public, reprimanding in private, basic things that a lot of us have read in business books, 
easier said than done. But if you can apply those things, semi-absentee ownership can work and you might have a flourishing uh, franchise. And if you can't do that, that is going to be much more difficult. And so these are a lot of the intangibles, not to go off on a tangent, but these are a lot of the intangibles that if you don't have them in place, like these really are what affect the bottom line and the difference between a wealthy franchisee, those top level franchisees, and the ones that are average, mediocre, and then also low performing. A lot of it is mindset. And a lot of it is those intangible skills, the ability to make people feel good. You treat people right. You go the extra mile. Those are things that can't be taught. And so if you're not that person and you don't feel like you treat people well, you don't really enjoy being around people, then franchise ownership uh, and especially semi-absentee ownership maybe is something to, to, to steer clear of. So we talked about who semi-absentee ownership is for, who it's probably not for. So again, let's, let's talk and dive a little bit into what a semi-absentee ownership look like. And so there's different ways to structure it, right? I mean, there's no one size fits all way to do it, but generally speaking, like I mentioned earlier, you have a general manager, that person is running the day-to-day operation of the business so that you can focus on higher level operations. You're looking at the marketing performance, you're tweaking that, you're looking at your profit and loss statements, you are, so you're looking at the health of the business, you're focusing on growing, you're out there making connections in the community, forming strategic partnerships, all these different things that drive growth, but you're not inundated with everything that's going on in the day-to-day level. So I think I'd beat that horse to death. I think you get that. But there's other ways to structure it as well. Maybe you consider having a business partner come on board with you. Uh, uh, maybe you want to be more of a silent partner. Maybe you give them some equity or a good amount of equity or provided that maybe they put some money into the business and, uh, and, and they run most of the day-to-day operations while you are more of a silent partner focused on growth. And again, those higher level operations, there's many, many different ways to structure it. And that really is outside the scope of this conversation, but we'll do our best in future episodes to bring some people on that are in many ways more qualified to speak on subjects like that than us that can really give some deep insight into some great ways to structure your business, uh, whether it's partnerships or, 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 or otherwise, to really be successful as a semi-absentee owner. And we'll also talk about uh, compensation structure. So again, outside, and again, this is outside the scope of this conversation here today, but you need to think about how am I going to compensate my, my general manager, my GM? Are they going to want to stick around if I'm just paying them a salary? Yeah, you can pay them a competitive salary. And if you're paying them a salary that's above market rate, that's fantastic because that's going to keep them with you because they're they're going to realize, hey, if I try to jump ship and go somewhere else, I'm likely looking at a pay cut. But some other things that that could be done to uh, keep your GM around. and, And again, this is outside the scope of this conversation, but we'll one thing to consider is, you know, phantom equity, which is essentially where if the business owner, that where a business owner will offer their key employee, that general manager, a certain percentage of equity if they stay with the business for X amount of time. So for example, hey, I'm going to give you 5% equity or 10% equity if you stay with me until five years, you stay with me for the full five years at that point you get five or 10% equity, whatever, whatever it is that I'm offering. So there's an incentive for them to stay with you for a certain amount of time. So that helps you to keep and retain that key person. 
There's other ways to structure it as well. There's performance-based pay where maybe you give them a base salary, but on top of that, you give them a portion of your top line revenue, or maybe if due to the nature of your business and different expenses and all of that, maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe you do it as a, as a percentage or a portion of EBITDA. Uh, and for those that don't know, uh, EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, kind of like a, uh, uh, almost like a net profit type number. So uh, there are different ways to structure compensation. I'm a firm believer in performance-based pay. And uh, I think phantom equity is, is a great consideration as well for the purpose of retaining top talent. And so again, that allows you and frees up your time to really be a semi-absentee owner. So these are all things to investigate. A lot of the franchisors should give you some insight on that. There are franchisees and, and communities that you can uh, partake in that will give you some really good insight on how to structure those different things. Uh, one of them is uh, the Franchise Tribe Mastermind from a buddy of mine, Eric Van Horn. Uh, who who has that that mastermind there that uh, they have access on Facebook and all that so great Facebook group too one of them is free so uh, that's something to check out for sure where people can give some insight on that but with all of that said semi absentee ownership is a fantastic way to get into business get into franchising where you can keep the security of your own job if you want to now I ultimately think that the goal should be to move out of the job that way you can focus 100% on growing the business scaling it because one of the other ways that you're going to retain your top talent is giving them a career advancement path if they're just going to stay as your gm for the next 40 years i mean that's not all that exciting but if you say hey man or hey hey girl we're going to we're going to take this one location we have or this one territory and we're going to expand we're going to we're going to get more territories we're going to start new stores open up new locations and then you could go from just being a GM to being more of a district manager, and you're going to oversee three different stores, or you're going to become my regional manager someday. You're going to look oversee all the stores I have, or for a particular region, or however big you want to get, but you have to sell that vision. And the way to do that is to offer your people a compelling vision that shows that there is career advancement potential. Their goals, their dreams fit within your, your entire vision. So that's how you're going to keep good people. Um, so that's all absolutely critical semi-absentee ownership. That's how you can keep your job. That's how you can have the quality of life, focus on growth. But how do you really know how semi-absentee a, a business really is? And again, not all franchises are created equal. And what semi-absentee for one business might seem not quite a semi-absentee for another, or it might require on average more amounts of time in one business versus another. And that's fine. And, and, you know, some franchisors might say, you know, anywhere from five to 15 hours a week or 10 to 20. And not that franchisors are trying to be misleading because in many cases they're not. And, and it is possible to have that kind of, that the kind of time commitment, but you need to trust, but verify, validate that that is really possible. Uh, with that with that particular franchise. Uh, but, and again, they don't mean to be misleading, but again, talk to the franchisees. As you go through the franchise discovery process, there is that portion of the process where you get to speak to the franchisees in the system. Ask to be connected with owners that run their businesses as semi-absentee. Talk to them. Hey, did you start out as a semi-absentee owner? Did you grow to that point? How long did it take you? If you started semi-absentee, 
how many hours a week were you putting in in the beginning? How many hours a week were you putting? Are you putting in now? Uh, how many hours were you putting in year one, year two, year three? How has that changed? What does it look like? How do you compensate your employees? All those different things are critical in validation. And that's where you're really going to find out how semi-absentee a franchise really is. Because again, franchisors, they're going to say, hey, it could be semi-absentee. And they're not lying. It can. But what percentage of their franchisees are semi-absentee? Do they have one that's a semi-absentee? I mean, they can technically claim that it is possible if they have that one person, right? But how many do they have? Is it 50-50, 60-40? Get an idea of that. Ask the franchisor and then talk to their franchisees and, and get a sense of that because that's really where you're going to learn how semi-absentee that particular brand really is. And that's where you're going to get insights into uh, maybe you can talk about compensation for the general manager like we talked about and uh, what, what semi-absentee ownership looks like in year one, year two, year three. But one thing I would say, I just as we kind of wrap up here, I think I've shared enough at this point, but if you aren't able to commit at least 20 hours per week with flexibility, you know, it's not a, it's not a set 20 hours per week where you're committing these exact hours every week. But if you can do that 20 hours per week with flexibility, I think semi-absentee ownership is doable and is possible. Generally speaking, of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you, if you really are more limited in terms of what you can do, maybe you're thinking, man, I can do two, three hours a week. That's really not going to cut it. It's a, again, it's a business. Business is like a baby. You got to grow it, nurture it, feed it, love it, give it attention. And if you're not able to do that, especially in the beginning, as things are ramping up and getting built, that's going to be a huge issue. So for those types of people, I would say, Steer clear of semi-absentee ownership, but consider coming on board with a franchise full-time. I think just as, you know, it's trendy to want to be a semi-absentee owner. It's cool. You have the time freedom, but you can start a business and a franchise full-time as well, and then work your way to the point, you build the infrastructure, put the teams and management in place where you can eventually scale back your time, your involvement, and be more of a semi-absentee owner at that point. So I don't want to, to totally sell semi-absentee ownership. You know, as good as it is, it's not the only way to get into business ownership. And sometimes people, especially if your situation requires it, sometimes it is good to just make the full leap on and, and, and start a business, dive head in first, because whether or not you're a semi-absentee owner or, uh, or you're doing it full-time and being an owner-operator, you need to be fully committed to the business. So with semi-absentee ownership, yeah, it can be more of like a part-time time commitment, but you can't have a part-time effort, part-time commitment to the business. You need to be absolutely committed to the business. No option B, this is going to work. I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Or it's, or it's just, it's not going to work out for you. So, so those are a few different things about well, I mean, first of all, what semi-absentee ownership is, some pros and cons, things to consider, uh, a little bit about compensation structure, all of that, and you know, and the type of person that really are you the type of person that's willing? Well, which type of person are you? Think about this. Do I want to be the person that does everything? I'm I'm fully committed to the business and 
putting 100% of my time into it for 100% of the income? Or am I okay with, you know, having 70% of the income with more time freedom, the ability for me to have more quality of life? Are you okay with giving up a little bit of the, of the, of the income, a little bit of the upside to have more quality of life? So these are things to ask yourself. And so we talked about all that today. Uh, hopefully that was helpful for you guys, at least on a, on a basic note. And some of these things, I mean, obviously it's, it's very, very uh, detailed and intricate and a very complex subject. So there's lots of different rabbit holes that we can dive into here. But, uh, but if you liked it, if you like what we talked about here today, really would appreciate a review, like, share, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on. We would appreciate the feedback. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so other than that, we uh, will... We'll see you next time. We have a lot of great guests coming up and we thank you so much for spending time with us here today. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast.